Do you like to say why, why, why so you've obviously gone from um, starting, I don't know how many years ago now it is, we, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. But um, that was a fair few years ago, I think, now that you set up and here in Lincoln, and why did you do that, and how have things developed? Where, where have you gone from, from just being a supplier of cars to, to forces and ex-forces, yep. um, veterans? Um, you've taken that further, haven't you, that model? Yeah, so essentially I'm uh, ex-military. I, I served in Gulf War One, 1990. I was in the Army Air Corps, and um, I, I didn't particularly know that I was going to go to, to war at the time, you know, you just join up and you, you just go where you're told to go. Uh, but when I came back, I had some, you know, tour bonus money in my hands and uh, wanted to buy a car, as all people do, and um, I didn't get the best experience uh, buying a car, um, either on the, the, the price or the, the rates and the, um, and the experience from the, the, the dealer at the time. And so it really bothered me, uh, essentially, on, um, you know, the, the experience that soldier was getting after, after coming back. And, um, and it wasn't something that I consciously thought I want to set up a business at that particular time. Um, so I did spend about five years in the military at that particular time, and then ended up, um, I was in Germany, uh, in Detmold, and I decided I wanted to get out um, in, in 1995 and go my own way. And I just, um, you know, filtered around the military bases, you know, guard duties and things like that until I could find what I wanted. And I, and I fell into the car trade by pure accident. Um, not something I wanted to do, because I thought all car dealers were terrible. Um, but I, w I was given the ability to run a showroom in JHQ Rheindahlen in Germany in order to um, do it the way that I wanted and get the experience the way that I felt that someone should do. So I worked for a company out there and earned my, my spurs and my stripes. Uh, became the top salesman of the entire company out of all of the locations and decided in 2001 that I wanted to come back to the UK and do my own thing. I didn't really know how to set up a business, and my old boss, um, that um, uh, in the car showrooms in Germany, said, "Well, I'd like to set up a business as well, but I don't have anyone to do it. You know, I've got the experience, and you want to do the knowledge." So we set up Forces Cars Direct in 2001 in Lincoln, and um, he gave me some knowledge to start with, and, and I did all the work essentially. You know, he and did you start at this location in Lincoln, or have you moved around in Lincoln? Yeah, we, we initially we were in Great Northern Terrace, and, and I picked I picked Lincoln, uh, although it was an internet sales business and working directly with the manufacturers, because I felt that we should be getting better terms and better discounts instead of just what was available at the time. So we approached the manufacturers to set up a um, pioneer program across the UK to do that, and we were grateful that you know Honda and Vauxhall at the time were the original two that we started off with. And we've been with them ever since, and we've added more over the time. Uh, but my, my uh, girlfriend at the time, now my wife, um, uh, came from Glasgow, and my mum was living in Staines. Lincoln was halfway. That's, that's the only reason I chose Lincolnshire, to be fair. And um, so we moved well, we into... Did. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And uh, we moved into Great Northern Terrace, and uh, initially just a, an office a quarter of the size of this, me on my own, you know, for the first year and a half, you know, doing e literally everything and learning how to run a business and how to do that. But it, but it really worked well and, uh, and giving that, um, that focus out to the military. And initially it was just military overseas uh, uh, from that period. But over time, because this was 2001, we then had uh, September 11, at the end of that year, and obviously we had a lot more troops then going to Gulf War II and so on. So I then re-approached the manufacturers to um, allow that to be open to military personnel based in the UK and then further expanded that over a number of years to retired military because there was no program for ex-military or MOD um, serving personnel and I felt that it wasn't right that someone who was in 20-30 years 
you know, and got out 20 years ago, uh, shouldn't have something in recognition for a service. So again, so I created that entire program for ex-military ex or veterans, no matter how long you served and how long ago it was. And how many people have benefited from that? Well, um, since um, 2001. Yeah, well, I'll go, I'll go back onto that one actually. So, in 2013, we had a lot of people leaving the military and joining the police and the fire service and the prison service and so on and so forth. And I felt that those people also deserved something special. And um, so, we created the Motor Source Group in order to cater for the prison, fire, police, NHS, and teachers. Because they were public sector workers, yep. they don't get paid as much as private sector. They obviously overworked and underpaid, and, and I felt that they deserved something a little bit better as well in those, those jobs that none of us really wanted to do back in, back in the day in 2013. And I'm proud to say that as of last year, um, we've supplied over 25,000 cars and saved over £110 million in savings. And along the way, helped different charities yeah. amongst those groups um, um, uh, within the military and the, and the other uh, emergency services. So we're really proud that we've got a, a great team here, uh, about 21 members of staff, some of them it, uh, that have uh, associations within those sectors, they're mm -hmm. either uh, daughters or sons or, or they've been in the military themselves. Um, so then and all those people based here on site or yeah, elsewhere? Or? Um, uh, mo most people are based on site, but we do have a, a business development manager that does travel the country, but at the moment she's obviously doing FaceTime uh, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and just try to raise the awareness of, um, of obviously what we do as a, as a business. And we do give money back to charity for, to SAFA uh, for every contribution that we do. Um, uh, uh, every sale that we do, we give a contribution back to SAFA. So uh, have you had any challenges along the way since 2001? Yeah, obviously 2001, um, uh, the, the awareness and getting that message out is always a big challenge because you've constantly got to try and get that marketing out to the people that are there. So even people who are in the military who have left, don't, aren't aware that they can still get these programs. So we do everything we can to try and raise the awareness of whether base visits or um, with them shows and so on and so forth. And, um, and uh, the, the biggest challenge we've seen um, after moving here in 2006 from our original office is um, essentially um, we were coming into that period where recessions were starting to happen and we had that global financial crisis. And we all had to suffer, unfortunately, um, readjustments, mm -hmm. whatever happened at that point. And as any business has to go through, you've got to you know, cut your cloth accordingly from that side. Um, but we, were, we did things the right way. Um, there were some casualties along the way, of course, at that time. Um, but that challenge also gave us new opportunities to uh, relook at how we did businesses. And I think times like that, and obviously now the COVID situation, um, although it's not great, certainly for us in the car trade and other hospitality units and so on, um, it does give you other ways to uh, manage the business and try to work in other, other areas. Um, so I think we'll all recover at some point, we're not there yet, I think it's probably going to be another year long term mm -hmm. um, and I think we won't really know where the car trade is going to be just in my industry probably until the last quarter of this year uh, and we'll just take it one step at a time. Can't or go doom and gloom all the time. You've got to accept the situation. Oh, the is half full. Yes, you've got to I mean, accept the, the situation biggest. and you've yeah. got to just work around that. Get annoyed with things, you know, and but bottle yeah. it and bank it and then move on. And, um, and I think as entrepreneurs, good entrepreneurs, generally look at that uh, side of things and, um, you know, and then evaluate and then apply what they've uh, learned and then move forward for that side of things. So we're not out of the woods yet as a country or as a business, um, but, um, you know, 
we'll, we'll take it you know one month at a time i think we will look at super good question for you at the end um you fell into the car business as you said although yeah. you obviously enjoy it yeah um what car do you drive or what cars do you drive and are they all modern or do you like older cars as well um, personal interest as well yeah sure well um my first car was a rover 213s wow. uh, back in uh, 90 well 91 was the first car yeah. that i bought and to be fair i did love it it was a red car and uh, had that about seven years until it almost died on me um, in terms of looking what I drive now, I, um, I'm lucky enough to test drive lots of cars because of the market that I play with. And I've got to say that I've got uh, probably three three cars that I really love. Volvo, absolutely mm -hmm. great cars, safe cars, fantastic. Audi, one of the German makes, love them, fantastic cars. And uh, Toyota, uh, Japanese, um, which is unusual uh, for some people, but just the, the spec on them and um, the technology, because they really came on board with the hybrid technology a lot earlier. For me, that, they're the top three cars that I like. Colour-wise, don't mind colours nowadays. Nothing garish, yeah. uh, but I well, do green, like standing green, cars. Insurance-wise, green is one that was supposed to be the most likely to have a crash. Is that right? Well, being ex-military, I don't think I'd ever drive a green car again, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> That's probably why, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Scott Brownie will be very pleased here that he's the head of PR at, at Toyota, who's a good friend of mine. Oh, right, all right. I did, I did a journey around the UK with him a few years ago. Yeah. In 24 hours was quite Yeah, I've never seen a guy drive a Prius so fast. Oh, He wow. kept up with the GTA 6. They, they, they. Uh, I've got to say, and and and, and also the support, and in, not not to mention any other manufacturers, but they, anyone that gives us manufacturing support is great. So we're talking of BMW, you know, Vauxhall, you know, um, you know, Honda. That they, they all have given us fantastic support um, to to recognise the sectors and the markets that we're in. So it's not just about one franchise or another. Mm -hmm. Because we're independent, obviously, yeah. we can do that uh, and supply anything that a customer wants. And, um, and because we are independent, we have a lot of dealerships across the UK. We've got about six, 700 dealerships across the UK that we can deliver cars to, or to the door with the COVID restrictions, yeah. of course, um, in order to do that. So um, we, we don't force people to buy cars. We, we don't want to be classed as salespeople. We more than likely, uh, sorry, we, we, we'd rather class ourselves as advisors. So if someone- Facilitators in a way. Facilitators. Yeah. If we've got someone who wants two or three different cars then it comes down to what can you afford we've yeah. got these different we're fca registered we've got these different products these different vehicles these ones that are available quickly what's the choice that you would like so we all it's always down to the customer's choice in the end and um, and that's how we that's how we like it but we're very very good about keeping our customers repeating our customers and certainly getting um uh, the, uh, the the independent trust pilot reviews as well, which I think we're about four point nine out of, out of five, so uh, we're very yeah. good. Yeah. All, and so all geographically within the UK, obviously I know you do obviously for people overseas as well, but in the UK, do you cover the whole of the UK? Yeah, we're national. Yeah, yeah absolutely, we're national. So we advertise nationally where we can. Uh, we are partnered with a number of different groups on the forces side, the Forces Pension Society, just to name just one. Are, are all the forces charities aware of you? I know there's so many of them, but there's a there's, there's a lots lot of big ones and there's, a, there's lots of smaller ones. Absolutely, well. um, we, we we back uh, Phoenix Heroes. We back um, you know Veterans in Crisis in Sunderland. Um, uh, you know Safa Charity as well. Scottish Little Soldiers. Um, so we do a lot of charity work. And on the Motorsource uh, Group, uh, MotorsourceGroup.com. Um, we're backed by the, the Royal College of General Practitioners, um, the Royal Society of Medicine, and so on and so forth, fire brigades units and things like that. So we, we like to um, work with organisations that have their members to give them something back for their 
uh, service essentially to their whichever group that they so work just thinking I've got another qu question for you that's a bit off the wall as well sure. so back in the day Morris Miners were seen as the midwives car right is, is there a car that particularly within the Service within the NHS, maybe the NHS people that you help. Yeah, so they pick a certain type of car, or is it just generally they'll have? Well, we ju we ju we've just done an exercise about that actually, about what's the most popular car. So we're just waiting for the reports to come back on that. But the top three cars that we're selling in all of the groups, whether it's police, prison, fire, NHS, teachers, are funnily enough Audi, uh, Nissan, and Toyota. Oh. They're the top three right now. So I wouldn't pigeonhole them in the same group because we class anything in the healthcare professionals as a group mm -hmm. so we don't take surgeons out of that and nurses or midwives out of that but uh, Nissan and Audi is the generally and Toyota are the top three that go for there and um, a soldier might have a car that he drives 15,000 miles a year for instance so he might drive something that's you know goes on the road a lot whereas as you say a nurse is probably more local so they, they tend to drive things that are just that are more city uh, yeah. orientated so in terms of size of cars there is a big difference between that uh, and then the diesel, top diesel, petrol, hybrid? Um, it used to be all diesel, I would say, until about maybe three, four years ago. Uh, so right now it's um, petrol hybrid or self-charging hybrid, which Toyota is certainly famous for. Um, I think they're the most popular ones. And um, uh, then it's petrol and diesel is, is now going on a decline. Um, I've got to say I'm a diesel fan. I do a lot of miles on the road. You're doing long journeys, you can't really beat them. Can yeah, you? it's hard to beat diesel if you are so on the road. So they're warmed up and going. That's correct, yeah, but but I think that long term people will go for that. Electric is popular. It does. It is a growing market, but it's a very very small market about about what we do because petrol hybrid and self charging. Hybrids, a long way away from seventy million charging points across think, the UK. I think I think the infrastructure isn't quite there yet. Um, uh, long term, we'll it's a, it's going to be I think five to ten years before we're even thirty percent of the market is going to be like that. Um, so I think hybrid is going to be probably the most popular ones um, over the next yeah. five to ten years. That's that's just my opinion from that side of things. But we have seen people use car values on diesels have gone up because there's less of them around. Exactly. So yeah. people still need them. So th there's still a place for it, but that's down to an individual's perspective from that side of things. So uh, everything from you know a Ford to a Mercedes essentially is what we what we what we do, and they'll all have technologies that that sort of, that um, look after all those.